You've seen the statistics. I have. You're more likely to be struck by lightning than listen to this podcast. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Where is everybody? I thought for sure Spotify would be sending out crews to film us. No. And maybe even a crew from YouTube would come out and film us. They got bored and left. Or they're just busy or, you know. I don't know. I thought we were putting out pretty fire content, but apparently not. Talks. I'm Emma Tuss. And I am her dad, Brandon Tuss. And welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like the last time we were doing a podcast, it was like a year ago? Yeah, different kind of world, I guess. Yeah, different kind of world. And I think we're going to dive into that a little bit more here in a bit. But for the longest time, there was a, a shortage of tea. And then this past week, the freaking kettle exploded. The kettle has exploded. And it's like boiling over everywhere. So we should probably, maybe we should start out by spilling some tea. But isn't the whole episode just tea? Is it just tea? The whole yeah, thing is just so. tea? Yeah. We're just going to, re- so we're just going freestyle. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay. Because that was like, it felt wrong to not address anything and to just pretend, pretend like it's not happening. That's true. Yeah. So why don't we give a little context to what we're talking about here? Just like the, the tragedy of George Floyd and yes. the riots and what's going on in Minneapolis specifically. Actually, all over the country now. Believe it or oh, not, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. believe it or not, down in Charlotte right now, they had they had protests last night and there's more protests happening today. And they have become fairly violent at times with well, destruction yeah. of property and uh, people thrown in jail and all of these sorts of things. Now, let me put out a disclaimer first and foremost. Emma and I just spent a weekend up in the mountains with our family. So we were kind of out of context. And also, we're not big news people anyways. So we get our news primarily from social media, Um, and that's that. So anything we're talking about now, it's more of our take on what it is that we know working with the information that we've been given. This is not pointing fingers at anyone for any wrongdoing. We are going to try and stay as neutral as possible here, but we're also going to get a perspective from Emma, who is a teenager on what's going on, not only as it relates to the COVID crisis, which I think this has a lot to do with, believe it or not. It might sound weird, but we'll get back to that. And then, of course, the issue of race. And I'd love to get her perspective because as somebody like myself who grew up in Montana, there I did not know much about race when I was out there. I knew of racism and I heard some horrible words, but I myself rarely, if ever, used those words because I just felt like they were dirty out of my mouth. But I think that's what we're coming at for. So we're hesitant to talk a little bit about it, but I think that... We just have to do it because ignoring it doesn't help. Because ignoring it is the problem. 
Ignoring it is the problem. And this, here's the thing, Ams. This is something that has been going on for a very, very long time. And I'm aware of that, but the I think I haven't seen it like this before. The difference in my is, is the way it's, the way it is um, portrayed on media news outlets. I think that's a big problem. Now, I had a conversation with mom just about 20 minutes ago before we jumped on this pod. And we were talking about, we wish there was a place where you could go and get factual news. Meaning you can't go to CNN because CNN has sort of a liberal bent to it. You can't go to Fox News because they have a conservative bent. You can't go to, you know, MSNBC or any of these other places because they have an agenda. Every single news outlet has an agenda. I wish we could go to a place that had factual news that just unbiasedly reported what was happening. Because to be honest with you, people in news can portray it however they want to portray it. Now, that does not take away from the tragedy that happened to the gentleman who died at the hands of a white police officer. We get that. But on the same hand, it would be nice to know what happened, like what led up to that? What 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 is happening right now? What is going on with the protests? They're not showing a lot of the peaceful protests because there are peaceful protests, but they're showing all of the destruction, the burning, the breaking of, you know, windows and the looting. They're not showing the peaceful stuff. And that's what I'm talking about by they craft the narrative. Does that make sense? It does. And I don't, I never look at the news. I really just, I avoid it at all costs, but I even, even on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else, nothing seems like it's actually being factual. And like, Every every bit of it has a weird sort of twist to it, and there's a lot of blaming and hate going on right now about it. And I I was really scared to talk about it in the first place. Cause I feel like I'm not sort of qualified in the first place, being a like white teenager. You know what I mean, like a white girl. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to have an opinion on it because I might not be taken seriously. But I feel like it would be wrong to not just talk about it. And like and since history is being made like right now, it's kind of like spooky that it's it's happening while I'm I get to watch it happen. Yeah, but th- this is like again, this is ha- this happened so many times over the course of the last 3 years. Like I think it's just been amplified because of the situation we find ourselves in with the coronavirus pandemic. I think that people were looking for any excuse to rage against the government because they feel as if they've been forced to stay at home. They, many people have lost their jobs. Many people have lost their only source of income. They're hurting. The government is slow to react to get people this money to keep the economy going. Oftentimes when they get the the money, they're maybe not using it for the right reasons. So they're just angry. And I think this is the perfect firestorm for everything that is going on because, you know, this happened, like I said, not too long ago, there were these types of riots. It just seems like because everyone is so upset by having to spend the last three months in quarantine, this was just, it, it was a firestorm. And it just sort of blew up when late last week. And I didn't even really know about it until I think you may have mentioned it to me or I saw maybe a meme on social media. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. Because honestly, if if you didn't tell me or if I didn't, scroll through my feed once every few days, I would know nothing that's going on outside of my world. Some people may say that's me being just ignorant and hiding my head in the sand when it comes to the major issues. Look, I just think that 
what they portray on the news is not always the most accurate representation. And it makes me feel like crap. Watching the news makes me feel like freaking crap. I don't know about you. Yes, hardly ever any like good news. That's why John Krasinski, some good news on YouTube was kind of like the sleeper hit of COVID. You know, you turn it on, you see all these great things that are happening. I just think we need more more happy in our lives. And I think this, like I, I'm, I'm dreading, I'm, I'm dreading looking at my Instagram feed. I'm dreading going on YouTube or even Facebook. I do not want to go on Twitter. You will not find me anywhere near Twitter right now. I can't imagine what's going on there. And again, am I avoiding it? Sure. I'm avoiding it because I don't need that BS in my mindset. I liked where the protests began where it was like, it's just like Black Lives Matter and like we need to, to do something about this because that police officer had a record and it was really, really dirty. And it was interesting how he, he I, I heard, this is alleged information, but I heard that he, the officers involved weren't even fired until the media raged. So they weren't going to fire them in the first place for it. Yeah. And I think that is really scary. It is. A lot of times they let them go, uh, they dismiss them with pay, which basically says, we're going to send you off while we do our internal investigation and we're going to pay you while you are out. Right. And I think when people got word of that and the record in question, they were livid. And, and rightfully so. Rightfully yeah, so. Because that was very unnecessary. And I still don't know what he did, what George Floyd did to get the the treatment that he got. Like, I don't know what the situation was. I do not know the context at all. Like, cause no one's talking about it. Like I haven't seen a single thing about it. All I know is that, is that this man was, was pinned down and he passed away because of it. And I think that's so strange that I don't even know where it started. Yeah, me either. I should probably do a little bit more research on it as I go through, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't really know. I just don't really know what to think about this whole situation. But I do, I, I have seen a lot of really positive things out about it. I saw, I saw a lot of like creators standing up for it, people who have, you know, who are influencers, who are, who are trying to, to make donations and help raise money. And I saw um, Steve Carell and Seth Rogen were donating money to help um, bail out protesters from like jail and stuff. And, and... So they were helping them like it's like celebrities with with huge followings are really getting involved. And I'm actually very happy about that because when all the shootings were happening during like in schools and the Las Vegas shooting, everyone would just said would tweet like love and prayers. And then it was over and nothing changed and it continued on. And as a student, as a teenager, that was really scary that I I had to go to school every day and wonder I wonder if. If I'll, you today's know, the day. if today's the day that I might get shot by a kid at my school or just any sort of random person. Like it was, it was interesting how that happened and love and prayers, like hope it gets better, but it, nothing ever did. And then with this, they're, they're reacting and it's, it may be angry, it may be angry and it may be violent, but I understand where they're coming from. I'm, I'm trying my best to, 
to see it from every perspective I, I can. Th- I think that's important. And I don't, I also think that you are entitled to your opinion, no matter what the color of your skin is. Like if we are truly going to move ourselves forward and move our country forward, we have to just drop this whole color and race and, and gender and all these other sorts of things and just look at people as people. They're humans. We're all human. Now, my nobody wins in this situation, right? Like the the officer, obviously, his life is is pretty much over because he's of on, what he's he did. He's on suicide watch. I yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. It would be easier, probably. He probably sees it as the easiest way out at this point. Then you've got the the family of Mr. Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. Who they're grieving, and now they're the face of the movement that's happening. And that movement is a very, it's not a, it's not a tender, beautiful movement right now. It's one of destruction. It's one of burning. It's one of rage. And, and they're forever associated with that. You've got police officers who put their life on the lines every single day across this country who are now the targets of violence. I even seen some you know, people holding signs, you know, that were basically saying, you know, revolt against the the cops, shoot to kill, like these kinds of things. That is not, I mean, the majority, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I believe the majority of the police officers are here to help us. They are here to help us. There are going to be a few bad apples in the bushel. There's no doubt about that. And this is not the first time this has happened. However, blanket statements like every cop is bad is just not helping the problem. It's not helping it. And it makes me sad that we're in a country that I feel like we have not moved forward from where we were, you know, back during the, the big, the big civil rights movement of the the sixties, you know, it's like, we still haven't gotten to a place where color doesn't matter. And that's why I think it's interesting to get your perspective because you're growing up in an age where you don't see color like most people who are my age or older see color. You don't see gender um, as as fluid as other generations before you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, how your perspective on all of these things, race, gender, all the things that go on, even maybe even COVID, how you're looking at that and how you see us getting better and getting through it and learning from it. Because it really, it's your generation that is going to be expected to move us forward because every generation and the generations, you know, Bailey's generation and that is going to be expected to move us forward. My, my, my like point of view on all of it is that I don't, when I see a person, I don't see like any of that. I don't see what like race they are, like what, like who they, who they love, like who they are. I don't see it. I just see a person just like me. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter about all that stuff. And I like, I'm so glad that we've, we have made some great progress with like respecting that because there are so many different variations of genders and who you can love and all kinds of things. And I just think we should just respect that and keep on progressing and moving forward with it. Because if we, if we stop all the time to have to deal with like, very um, ignorant people were going to be held back from from potential that could, you know, really affect, like, my generation and the ones to come. And I think it's really cool that I have the opportunity to be around this time and to help 
with that because, and I, I mean, there will always be like teenagers my age who, who are still very like close minded and don't understand because, and I, I, I do think how they're raised and has a big part of that. And I was raised in a very like loving and free spirited sort of household where, where there wasn't any sort of labels. Like, I don't, I don't know. You're not, you're not born that way. Like you right. are not born a racist. You are not born prejudiced. You are taught that. And if you, if you f- look at your family and trace it back, and if you feel you may look at races differently or gender differently, or you're prejudiced against a certain, you know, nationality, then you were taught that you weren't born that. And the thing is, is once you have it ingrained in your mind, it's not impossible to get rid of it. People can change, but you have to work at it. You can't just wave a magic wand and say, oh, I'm not going to be racist anymore. If you're a racist, you got to work at not being a racist. If you are prejudiced, you got to work at not being prejudiced. You got to work at not, you know, looking at uh, two men who want to get married as that is the devil incarnate. Like it just, you know, growing up where I grew up, you know, it very easily could have been a closed minded society. I grew up literally, there was maybe two or three black families in the entire town. And there was like 9,000 people who lived there. So think about that. It was, it was predominantly white there. And I somehow, and I don't know where I got it from. It had to have been from my parents. I, I was, I've never been a prejudiced person. I've never been a racist person. Um, I may have said some things, you know, in jest, but never meant to hurt or to harm. Now, when I start talking about these sorts of things and I think about, well, you're just a, you know, mid 40s something entitled white person, I take offense to that. Just like I take offense to it during, you know, the Me Too movement, how I suddenly became the enemy because I was white and I was entitled because, you know, I have a nice house or I drive a nice car and these other sorts of things. I don't like how we categorize one person into an entire group of people, just like they're doing with this whole, you know, the issue that's going on in our country where they're just trashing, you know, target stores and, you know, fire bombing police cars and all these sorts of things. It, I'm, I'm really sad for our country right now. Like the whole world is watching and this is how we're behaving. Now, is, does this have something to do with COVID as I stated before? Partly, sure. I think people are just pissed and they want to, they want to vent. Does this have something to do with it being an election year? Absolutely. I think there are people out there who want nothing more than our sitting president to be ousted and somebody new to come in as if that's going to be the magic wand that fixes our country. This goes way beyond politics here. That's just my opinion. I just feel, I feel like we're taking a step back and we're too good for that. Like our country is too good to be behaving in this manner. Now, do people have a right to protest? Absolutely. You are protected under the Constitution of the United States. That document allows you to do protests. But when you start destroying public property just to do it, that's where I draw the line. I am so glad that I'm 35 miles away from Charlotte right now and don't even have to worry about it. I'm out in, in essence, in the country, if you think about it, compared to what's going on down there. I don't want any part of that because this is when people get hurt. This is when people lose property. This is when accidents are going to happen. And it just, it makes me want to just curl up in a ball and cry because this, we're better than this. 
And I feel so bad for this, this tragedy, but there's really nothing I can do about it from where I sit. I mean, and here's the thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go on social media. I'm not going to rant about what I think should or shouldn't happen. It's not my place because I'm not the one involved. I don't know the entire story. Now, do I besmirch people from going out and putting a three-page post on social media about the inequality in our country? Not at all. If that's what you feel called to do, that's what you feel called to do. But be very careful that you're using all the information and not just inciting people for inciting sake. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that were involved in like the early Minneapolis stuff that weren't even from the area. They just knew that it was a powder keg and they could go in and just start trashing that place with little or no consequence. And this has happened before, you know, people come from, you know, I would, do you think like, would you drive down to Charlotte right now? Like a bunch of you and your friends, would you go down there and protest with people? I wouldn't. Do you think there's kids in your high school that did? Yeah. 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 Do you think they did it in a peaceful manner? Or do you think they went down there to incite some, some destruction? I wouldn't know. I don't really like, but you could talk. see that happening though, right? Like you could see people like, Oh, Hey, this well, is our I, chance. I just hope that kids from my school wouldn't just go down to loot and steal a bunch of stuff and then come back. Cause that's really like, that really like is sad because of the protest happening that you're, you want to capitalize on this tragedy and go steal a freaking flat screen. I think it's so disgusting. I don't even understand how it relates because people are like you, I, I saw someone say that they relate looting as like, an exchange for a human life. Like you, you killed him. So I'm going to steal this from you but it's and affect not, the government. And it's not your human life. You don't even right. know this person. Like, I mean, not to be insensitive, but you didn't know George Floyd. You don't know his family. You don't know where he came from. Just because that happened in Minnesota doesn't mean I can be in Charlotte and go loot the Best Buy for a, because I'm going to take what's mine. If you want to take what's yours, go get a job and buy it. Like, I just, I get fired up around that because it makes no sense. There's no connection. It's the same when a sports team wins a, a Super Bowl or the NBA championship. They used to burn the city to the ground like, hey, we're going to go tip over cars and start fires. Yay, go team, go. I don't understand. But then again, I'm not a violent person. So with with like looting during quarantine, I think people are angry because they have been They've been told to just stay in their house and this gives them an, a perfect excuse to go out and just like destroy things. Yeah. And it's really, it's strange actually because, um, this year has been like a year, like and it's, it's only like the we, last day we're of not May. Even, yeah. We're not even halfway through. We're not even halfway through the year and yet. We still got... We're only five months in. And there's been so much. There's been like the World War Three rumors, freaking um, the Australian bushfires, like the pandemic, like all these things that have been going on. And it's like kind of overwhelming and it's a little stressful. But it, it's, again, I'm grateful to be around when I get to see social change and history being made. It's like um, I'll have a lot to tell my kids, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, we are, we are definitely in a, living in a new world. Right now, I mean, with all of the things that happened over the course of the last five months, I mean, as we sit, you know, now it's the, the, at the time of this drop, it's, it's June 1st. So think about what's happened in five months and how weird 
of a five months that has been. And it seems like there's one thing on top of another on top of another. And 2020, when I first was going in, I was thinking to myself, this is amazing. You know, it's a brand new decade. This decade is going to be one of the most unbelievable decades of my life, of your life. We're going to move forward and we're going to accomplish great things. If the first five months of this decade is an indicator, we got to get things figured out in a hurry. Now, this could possibly be the best thing that ever happened to us on so many fronts if we learn from it, like you said earlier. If we don't learn from it, we're just going to repeat it. You know, history is repeated over and over and over again. And if we don't learn from our mistakes, you can't expect to grow. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's been kind of wild and I actually, actually on like New Year's Eve, I was like, this will be good. Like things can't get like that bad. Like what can happen in a year? Like I, I told myself things can't change that much. And I was very incorrect. Things can change overnight. Things change overnight. In an instant, things can change. That's why it's so important to stay present. Like stay here right now. Don't worry about what's coming. Don't worry about what's behind you. Stay present. And we talked about this on pods before. We like to look back. Like a lot of our content involves us looking back at favorite movies, favorite memories, things that we did in our past, because it's nostalgic. It brings us great joy. It makes us happy. But when something like this comes up, you can't focus too much on what's going to happen in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks. Because if you would have asked me this time last week, that our country would be having multiple race riots over the death of a black man at the hands of a white police officer, I would have said, oh, that's crazy. You know, that, that, that wouldn't happen. I mean, we're beyond that, right? We've gone through this before with many other people and here we sit. So you can't look too far ahead because if you do, it's just going to change anyways. So what we need to do is find a way to flip the script on 2020 and start coming together as a country and coming together as people. And we, you and I can do it right here in our podcast studio, just sending out, you know, tremendous love to all of the victims of this horrible, horrible tragedy. Because I would be remiss if I didn't say I also feel for the officer's family. And that you might take a little heat for that, but guess what? They're humans. They're people too. And their lives have now been changed because I'm sure that they are targets as well for this. And they had nothing to do with it. I mean, it's just a tragedy all around where no one wins and going and breaking out windows on a cop car and throwing rocks through, you know, the, the courthouse windows that does nothing to invoke change. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but I mean, for the time being, that is the solution for many people. And I don't. And it doesn't matter how many, it. like, you know, riot control goes in with their big, like, shields and their masks and everything. It's not. And I mean, it's scary to hear that people are trying to storm the White House and they're getting shot at with rubber bullets, which may turn into actual bullets very soon. It's irresponsible to to think that that would be a good idea. I, I just don't understand why, like why the government has to bear the brunt of everything that is wrong in the world. Like it's not the government I feel has done a fairly good job of working to get money to the people. It's not like you can just snap your fingers and start sending out money. There had to be a lot of logistics that went into this. And during coronavirus, they did, 
they invoke that 14-day quarantine for a reason. And what's interesting is, you know, we transitioned recently into phase two out here in North Carolina. So it's, it's almost as if nothing happened. You go out, the restaurant parking lots are full, you know, the grocery stores are full, all these things are going. And we just had like a 40% spike in cases reported since we went to phase two. So our governor is considering backing it up to phase one again, not full quarantine, but going back to where it was like only essential businesses are operational and no restaurants. They can deliver, they can do curbside, but they cannot be seated. And I think that's going to go on and on and on over the course of the next few months. We don't know where we're going to be. That's why you can't look ahead. We don't know what's going to happen. But people out there, I think they hit their three-month threshold and they're like, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And that's fine. I am just choosing to do my due diligence and I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to protect my family as best I can. I can do that because I work from home. I have the ability to do that. I understand that if you're, you know, a single mother or a single father with three mouths to feed and you've been downsized to your job, you need to go out and find a way to work. I get that. And I empathize with that. But at the same time, it's so interesting to me how people are just, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to get it. So it doesn't matter. Because it's all just a conspiracy. And again, the reason I brought this up is because everybody wants to point the finger at the government. The government did not create this crisis, and I think they're doing their best to navigate it. The, peoples who's, the people who own the businesses who are being burned down and destroyed, they have kids, they have mouths to feed, they have bills to pay, and you are destroying their, their income. Their source of income. That's very sad to me that you're being, like, in a way, you're, you're saying, like, okay, well, like, it doesn't matter because we're safe because one of our people was like, which is an American person. One of, one of our people was killed by a white cop. And now that that happened to us, we can we can push all our aggression onto some small business. And it's like that person needed that. And you took that away from them. And so it's not helping the situation. It's hurting it. And it's making everything worse. But I'm glad we could talk about it. And I think that's really good that we did. I, I feel think like it it'd is be, too. It'd be irresponsible to not address it at least. Every Everything we learned in kindergarten could be applied here. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. Let the justice system do what they need to do. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that the protest didn't help. Like the 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 protest probably did help to make sure that that police officer was, you know, that he lost his job, that he was, you know, put into jail. And that he will be prosecuted because just because you give a person a badge and a gun doesn't make them the authority over everything. They still have consequences and he crossed that line and he'll have to live with that for the rest of his life. But again, you have to come at it from a perspective of two wrongs don't make a right. And you running around the streets of, you know, whatever city you're in thousands of miles from where this happened and breaking windows and causing destruction, it does no good in my opinion. And it's just, it's a shame I'm sad and I hope that we can get a handle on it so that we can and we can learn from it. Was that your insight for the day? Yeah, my insight, you know, for me, it's it's really if you go back and remember, we're all humans. We are all we're all people. We are all on the same team. There is one race. It is the human race. And we are stronger together. I would have thought that quarantine would have convinced us and brought us closer together as a people. Now with this, I feel it's more of a divide. And you can blame it on politics if you want, a divisive country, whatever. We just need to look at each other with 
empathy, with sympathy, and with love because we are all humans. We are human beings. And if we want to continue to grow our species, then we're going to have to come together eventually. My insight would be um, to just stay safe and keep and keep up the good work trying your best to really open up your mind to to everyone and to listen and continue to communicate because if you stop communicating and talking about these things nothing will change nothing will be helped so i think it's important that you first of all just stay safe if you if you do go to protest just stay safe like I, I'd be very careful with what, what you're doing because dangerous out right now. You, you know what I love about that, Emma? It, it made me think of something that I heard many years ago about, you know, like the wave of change begins with a single ripple. Like you can't sit here and say that I am not able to make change because I'm just, I'm just this person or I'm just that person. You can make a change. You know, it's, it's sort of like that man in the mirror song from Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can make the change internally and yeah, maybe you're not going to, you know, cure world hunger. Maybe you're not going to stop global, you know, climate change, but you can do your part. And if everybody actually did their part, we could, we could make that change. Yeah. And I think that's, that's pretty, uh, that's a pretty good way to, to end it. I think this was a hard episode to do. Apologies. If there are any technical glitches, in this pod, we had to start and stop multiple times. I think we can be transparent about that. Um, having some equipment issues, it may be the content we're covering. It's not our usual slap happy fire content that we put out, but Emma really wanted to talk about it. And I did too, because it's actually helped me. It's helped me see it through your eyes. It helps me understand why I get upset and where I have to grow. And I think I think I've I've got some some work to do there. We all do, I think. We all, we all do. do. We do. But this has been Corn Talks. Thank you for for listening today and And thank you for your honesty, Emma. Yeah. This is really good. This was an excellent uh, excellent episode for you to share what's going on in your big head. Because as much as we'd like to always be happy and silly, we'd have to really realize that we're all humans and we need to to look at things sometimes and step back from the giddy funny and talk about the serious. That's right. Be safe out there, everybody. Yeah, be safe. And um, all right. Yeah, we love all our listeners. Thank you. Yes, we do. For Keep up the good work. Share it with your friends. We love to talk to them too. Yes. Bye, Emma. Bye, Brandon. Bye.